Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Sunday without Bears football. Some people are excited about that. Especially if you watch the game on Thanksgiving Day. You're probably really excited about that. It must have been not only Turkey Day, but Penalty Day. With the Bears game, Detroit, and then that second game with uh, the Cowboys. Uh, Brian, there were there were enough penalties. There were flags all over. I wasn't sure if they were throwing, flo- throwing flags or napkins from the Thanksgiving Day table. It was crazy. Yeah, I, at one point I said I thought there were more penalties than points in the Bears uh, game. Um, Pretty close. Yeah, it was just odd. Yeah, yeah, it was odd. Can we end that tradition anytime soon where the uh, Bears and, and uh, Lions get to one yeah. of the slots on Thanksgiving? That'd be fine. They've done it, I, what is it, like two or three of the last couple of years. I mean, it's been – I know they did it. Um, they've played a couple times on Thanksgiving. I would rather they don't. Um, that would be fine with me. I'd rather see better football. But as long as you're having Detroit play, you're not going to get much better football. I just saw a stat today that was amazing to me. And that stat said that since Thanksgiving, November 18, the Bears have won more games at Ford Field than the Lions have. The, ba- <laughs> the Bears are 4-0 and the Lions are 3-21. I mean, that's so that's crazy. Uh, so I'm watching. I got a house full of people. We're watching the game, right? Yeah. Uh, waiting for the food to cook and all that. And it struck me that the majority of the people in front of the TV, unsolicited, start talking about Justin Fields shouldn't start again this season. That's uh-huh. it. They're done with him. And not necessarily they've given up on the fact that he's going to be a franchise quarterback, but whether it's because he's going to get killed or this coaching staff is going to hinder his progress and damage him to the point where the next coach is going to have more than his hands full. Right. Because you let men, but it was amazing because it, that was the consensus in the room that, you know, Andy Dalton, go ahead and finish out this season and see where that takes you. So, um, but I, I was surprised because a lot of those people were Justin Fields fans and want him on the field sooner than later at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and it's interesting to see if people's minds have changed. You want to jump in on that, 312-332-3776. We'll talk Bears today. We'll talk Bulls. We got a little baseball to get into before we're done here at 12 noon before all the other games start. I think we have the Bengals-Steelers game here uh, on the radio, so we'll have a bunch of games uh, throughout the course of the day. But, yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I saw the poll question that we put up, and it's funny because the people that wanted to see Justin Fields got their wish. He leads the NFL with nine fumbles, by the way. Uh, And now they don't want him to play anymore. Well, don't you still want him to develop if, in fact, he's healthy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was the guy who like growing pains are fine. That's sure. exactly what they are. The the more experience, the better. And um, you know, Matt Nagy, you know, he did say once he's healthy, he's going to be back out there. But we've seen him not only waffle on those statements before, when you know Andy Dalton's not been promised the starting job, but he's their starter, stuff like that. Right. So you, you don't know. Well, one, you don't know who's calling the shots these days at House Hall after the week that was. Right. Yeah. Shame, shame on Ryan Pace. I'm, I'm going to go on my, you know, get up on my soapbox. One, how does this GM get to operate like a stealth GM? How is it that it's just well, he speaks at the beginning of the season, and then you don't hear from him till the end of the season? 
I, I no GM who's self-respecting GM would let your your head coach twist in the wind like uh, Nagy did on Tuesday. Exactly. It's embarrassing for the organization. The cowardly Ryan is, you know, wh- where is he? Is he's is he keeping such distance from the the, the toxic uh, coach that he doesn't want to be linked with him anymore, even though he's the one who went and got him from Kansas City. Right. How how is that even possible that you know Tabor had to answer the questions about Nagy's future before Nagy did? Yeah. No, it's crazy. And the only thing he does, he talks out on a weekly basis on the flagship. But that's yeah, it. Great. Yeah, that's and, you're, it. and you and you know on those shows you're not allowed to ask anything that's going right. to upset anybody, right? Sure. sure. You you had safe questions. You know, hey, how about you know? Isn't Darnell Mooney look good? I mean, you, you try to go to the positive, right? Right. Exactly. But, but I I don't understand how this has come to be. Again, I all the GMs I covered in in 26 years at the Sun Times in every sport, you had their phone number. You could knock on their office door. You would see them around the facility. And they got it. They understood the game on or off the record. It was almost a daily conversation, even if it was, you know, nothing that you had that was pressing, right? Sure. But but this idea that this guy's off limits, and, and each year you have a four, five, six-game losing streak, and he, this you don't even see him? Come on. Yeah, it's been brutal. And he's done it ever since he's been here, and that's like his way of doing it, but it's it's crazy. And um, so we'll see what happens. And the Sun-Times had a nice article today where the three writers for the Sun-Times, Patrick Finley, Jason Leisure, and also Mark Potash, talked about a bunch of things um, reacting to some of the stuff that's happened this season, also what happened last week and things like that. I want to get to something. The last thing they had, and Jason Leisure took it, the other direction, which was funny. Um, the thing was, if I owned the Bears, my master plan over the next six weeks would be. Oh boy. And then they each answered it. And Finley said, I'd put Phillips in a role that oversees Arlington Heights and the project. I'd hire a football czar to oversee the GM and the coach, let him decide whether Pace gets to stay. Wanting his own coach, whatever, the czar would fire Nagy at the end of the year. While we're at it, I'd also get rid of the orange jerseys. I'd run the Bears, not some low-level ACC team, and upgrade <laughs> from Diet right in the press box. Uh, it, could be, it could be worse. It could be the Devil's uh, new jersey. Yeah, new jersey that says jersey. I saw those. I heard you guys talking about them yesterday on the hockey show, which, if you missed, you can grab on the ESPN Chicago app. Go grab the app. You can get the hockey hockey show. Ben Pope made his uh, his appearance on the hockey show yesterday. Jason Lee took it. Now think of it. The The question was, if I own the Bears, my master plan over the next six weeks would be Jason Leisure's response was to keep everything exactly the same, including huge contract extensions for Nagy and Pace. I'd encourage them to carry on mortgaging the future by shipping off future draft picks and kicking <laughs> salary cap hits down the road as often as possible. Whatever it takes to keep them meandering harmlessly while I tuck my green number 12 jersey and continue collecting my two easy wins each year while I remind them that all my life I've owned them. So Jason Leisure took it the other way. To the extreme. Yes. And, and I mean, but that's that's where we're at, right? I mean, if all that happened, if they did get extensions, yeah. would it wouldn't be the most shocking thing I've ever seen because no. they, they collaborate and the, the culture in the building is is apparently the best in the NFL, even though the, the offensive numbers are among the worst in the NFL. I Nothing surprises me. And then you have to rewind to what George and Ted said. Well, you know, Ryan's our football guy. I know. That's our football guy. We I don't know. need a football czar. Yeah. And then if, and everyone always goes back to this, the easy part is to launch Pace and Nagy and anyone with a brain cell working would have done it last year, but certainly would do it after this season 
if it's not going to get done before that. But now Georgia's got the Maras, the Rooney's on speed dial, right? Yeah. Calling other football families who are old school families and asking them, hey, know anybody? Uh, could you point me to a Bill Polian or someone in sure. a modern age? I mean, they they don't know what they don't know. So they who who if you're running a grocery store, do you call the grocery store down the sheet down the street and say, hey, you know, my sales are really down. What, what are you guys doing? Well, can yeah. you help me out here? Uh huh. I mean, it, it's just it, it defies logic. It does. There, there's no doubt about it. The last one, the last of the writers, Mark Potash, again, Our guy. if I own the Bears, my master plan over the next six weeks would be to get out of the way completely and put minority owner Pat Ryan in charge of hiring a president of football operations who would have authority over every facet of the franchise. I would let Phillips handle new stadium matters, but would insist that any and all football decisions be made only by football people. And I think a lot of people, a lot of Bears fans have been yelling about that for a long time. And that's always the biggest question, is if you're going to hire a football guy, which of those two guys, Phillips or McCaskey, is going to hire the football guy? Yeah, and and, and if the answer is either or both, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah, and that's um, why Mark says you put Pat Ryan there, a guy that's you know done many wonderful things with well, businesses he, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, he built Aon yeah. up to, to being the behemoth, insurance behemoth that it is. Sure. But he's not a actually a young guy. And no, Andy McKenna, Andy McKenna obviously has experience from being a Cubs executive, and they own, what, about 12% combined of the Bears currently, I want to say, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um. It's it's just there, you know. And look what Detroit did. It, it, there's there's no givens here, right? No. They they went and they got, you know, uh, Spielman and brought in all these people. And, and Dan Campbell's like out of some central casting B football movie, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Talking about breaking your knees and you know taking out an arm and you know we're gonna be tough. And what does that get you? It gets you a winless season again. Um, but you know the Fords tried to overturned the complete front office and brought in some people. Now, I don't know if they still believe they're on the right path. It's just not showing up right now. I I don't know, but it's so the easy part again is get rid of the GM, get rid of the head coach, but then you better identify somebody who actually has a clue about what the NFL looks like in 21, 21 moving into 2022. Yep. You can always get to us on Twitter. Also, you can get to me at Fred underscore Hubner and him at Brian Hanley, five, three, four. And we have someone that said I'd hire Lewis Riddick. And that comes there, up a lot there you go. as yep. president of football operations, have him hire quote, expand and I quote, but slash expand the scouting department with a little draft capital. We have, uh, we're going to have to hit on day two picks to replace aging players and poor depth. So that was from Dan on Twitter. And uh, Lewis Riddick's name comes up a lot. Uh, He's been in player personnel before. He knows the league. He also knows Matt Nagy very well. And um, so that would be interesting. I know you hear him a lot on uh, Waddle and Sylvie here on ESPN 1000. You want to jump on in, 312-332-3776. Now, the poll we have on Twitter, at ESPN 1000, is Justin Fields should start again. And there's three options. As soon as he's healthy... Only if Dalton struggles, and not until next season. That's the third one. Again, you can find that on Twitter, at ESPN1000, or you can give us a call here. We can talk about it, 312-332-3776. When I was here with Xander yesterday, Brian, the one thing that Andy Dalton did in the game on Thursday, 
you felt comfortable with him there. You felt like, okay, he's an established quarterback. I didn't realize he could get away from the rush as well as he did, and I didn't know that he could take off like he did. He did that several times. Well, Detroit doesn't have much of a rush to begin no, with. No, yeah. they don't. That's true. But I was I was still thinking he'd be sitting back there, and you mm-hmm. know, he dove a couple times for you know trying to get first downs and things like that. Um, he's a football player. He's a guy that's established in the league. He can throw the ball. We saw that. Unfortunately. Uh, you know, we wasn't sure he could hand off in the first half, which is seven rushes for uh, David Montgomery. So, but I, I, I didn't feel you know with him at quarterback, I didn't feel bad going. There was into no the game. panic, right? No, you didn't, not at all. You, no, oh. but Brad Biggs wrote in his ten thoughts coming out of the game. The last drive, eighteen plays, eight, oh eight and a half minutes. Eight and a half minutes. Yeah, I love this stat though. Since two thousand and one, the Bears have count them. Only three 18 play drives, 18 plays or more since 2001. Think about that. Now, again, they only scored 16 points right. against a terrible Detroit defense because yeah. they can't, that's what they do. They can't break 24, 28 on a regular basis. So, 19 play drive and a 31 7 loss at Baltimore in 2009 resulted turnover on downs. 18 play drive, 27 20 Green Bay, uh, November 2013, resulted in a field goal. 18-play drive and a 10-6 loss at San Francisco in 2009 resulted in an interception. And then 18-play drive, 35-7, win over Green Bay in 2007, ha, finally a touchdown. So even, even when they once every few years look like a big boy offense, yeah. they still can't end up with a, with a touchdown in the end zone. No, it's amazing. They go to their church mode, and um, for a guy that had the Bears uh, minus two and a half... <laughs> There were a few guys in my living room that way too. Yeah, it's Di- like, come on, Diet. you're like, inside the score. You're, in, you're inside the five or whatever the hell you were. Just put, you punch it in. And I, I you oh. know, and I know Cairo Santos has been money and automatic. But I'm thinking, wouldn't it be fitting if he just sure. the chip shot field goal inside the ten, and all of a sudden there's a bad snap and you waited to one second to call the timeout and. I mean, something could have gone awry there. It would have just been so bears, but they found a way. Yeah, I mean, Maggie even said after the game, he goes, it's a risk. If you don't make the field goal, I'm yep. the one that has to go up to the podium, but usually it ends up working out. It did. Uh, I was shocked that Santos came up so short on the 53-yard attempt. Mm-hmm. That was that blew my mind. I mean, here's a guy that's been kicking really well. You're indoors. You've got no wind or you've got, you know, two miles an hour in every direction, whatever it is. But I couldn't believe he was that short. He was almost as short as he was in the 65-yarder from yeah. in Pittsburgh. That's why it scared me a little bit. Yeah. I, there was, you know, 10% thinking this might not turn out as well as you'd hope. I wonder but how many Bears if you're fans. Two, if you're laying two and a half, it didn't turn out no. as well as you hope. I wonder how many Bears fans at that time were hoping he missed. Just well, so. And, and, yeah. yeah just so camp, we continue. Right. right. I mean, you know, it, 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 unfortunately, in this city, we—if you're a Cubs fan, you've been there. I assume you're yep. a Sox fan, you've been there. Oh yeah, um, Hawks fan, you might be there now. Um, you know, Bulls certainly been there time and again. You just it gets so bad, and you want change for change's sake, even though you, if you think it through, it's like okay, but what changes if this? You know, the same people at the top are making the decisions that get you the bad GM and coach to begin with. Right. But we've all been there. It's like. I want the whole bottom to fall out completely because then they have to, they can't possibly rationalize keeping people around. Right. And it's a shame because the players the players busted their tail. They work yep. hard. They try to win the games. They always do. You know, that's what they have they do. They have six they have 17 opportunities now to go on out and play as hard as they can for their livelihood. 
and you don't know how long it's going to last. You don't know if they get an injury or something's gone or they play for four or five years and they're done with. So every time they step on the field, they're doing their best to win. Uh, you don't see a lot of players lollygagging in the NFL. They make stupid decisions. Artie Burns might not be able to keep up with Reynolds, um, you know, but yeah, they're, it's not that they're not trying. They're just not good enough. Sometimes. Limited, yeah. Right. Yeah. Limited capabilities. Yeah. 312 332 3776. So Justin Fields, should he start again? Uh, you can answer it on our ESPN 1000 Twitter uh, site or here at ESPN 1000, 312 332 3776. We'll talk more bears as we come back. Also, some other stuff. I'm still, I'm still thawing out, and we'll talk about what that has to do and why that is. We come back. It's Hubner and Hanley on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Hanley and Huebner here on ESPN 1000. We'll be here till noon. And we've got a couple uh, football games here on ESPN 1000. NFL action. Bears have the day off after their Thanksgiving Day win. Brian, yesterday I left here. Went and picked up my girlfriend in Naperville, and we drove out to northern Illinois, to Husky Stadium. And um, I'm building a house out in Lockport. Lockport makes the 8A championship, so I figured, you know what? That'd be nice to get on out there and support the guys. Damn, I didn't go dress well enough. It was freezing. The wind just blowing through DeKalb. Blowing up and down Andy Glidden Road the other day. Um and it was cold as hell, but Lockport comes out a winner 24-6 over Maine South. The only touchdown they gave up, they sacked the quarterback at like the 45. The quarterback fumbles, a running back picks up the ball and runs to the 5. And then they scored a couple plays later. But uh, the Lockport Porters, who were winless two years ago, um, now a 8 uh, a state champs. And I know you've got some bragging rights too, right? Fenwick. Yeah, Fenwick High School, first yep. uh, state championship. Yep. Uh, after all these years, they've had... Certainly competitive teams in the past and, and good football programs in the past, but God bless them. They got it done yesterday in uh, early morning game, yeah. so you didn't get there to chance to see that. No, but, you, got, uh, you got sun and everything. I got. I saw the end of the Wheaton North game. Wheaton North was was running it up on St. Rita, and they scored two more touchdowns when I got there because, um, you know, these high school football games, sometimes we got four of them. One goes late, and then everything just starts going a little bit later. And there were a ton of points. Uh, the Cary Grove East St. Louis, Cary Grove wins 37-36, Wheaton North 35-6, and Fenwick was 34-15. So, uh, but it was... Over it, Kankakee. Yeah. And, uh, Michael O'Brien in the uh, Sun-Times covering it, the, their high school guy said, you know, Fenwick has produced a Pulitzer Prize winner, an astronaut, a um, Heisman winner, in, and, you know, and Rick Morsey. So, <laughs> he didn't say that, but I love Steve Greenberg said... Uh, I'm going to guess that Rick was the astronaut. Yes. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> so that's funny. That, and it's good. So it's great to see Fenwick gets a win. Wheaton North. Uh, I don't even know there was a Wheaton North. I'm sorry. Uh, um, and then and Lockport gets the victory. So that's nice. And on Friday, just for so the, the smaller schools don't feel left out, Joliet Catholic wins uh, 56 to 27 over Sacred Heart Griffin. Byron wins in 3A, Wilmington in 2A, and Lena Winslow in 1A. So the high school football season comes to an end, and my hands are, for some weird reason, when I wear gloves, my, um, I probably should have this checked out, my fingers get, like, numb uh, when I wear gloves. So I don't wear gloves, I just put them in my pockets. 
Well, that, yeah, yeah. So, the next time, a flask, yeah, hand warmers. I don't. Uh, I don't. You could have gone to the husky shop and bought yourself an NIU sweatshirt. Sure, hoodie. I could have done all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I should have dressed. I'm wearing a, a better sweatshirt now, sitting on the radio. I got a Guinness hoodie that I, well, I should have had this last. Yeah, I don't. I thought you were. I thought yeah. you were picking up your girlfriend to go to a, a brewery. But no, you went out and God bless her. Yep. You've made that trek to high school football and basketball for years, right? Yeah, for basketball especially. We've gone. Yeah. My buddies and I have gone like 28 of the last. 30 years now we have to figure out what hotels in champagne again because now it's back in champagne after like 25 years in peoria so we're looking forward to uh march and uh that'll be fun but yeah i don't i don't usually go for football but it was fun to go yesterday so uh that was cool let's grab some calls 312-332-3776 we going out to mount greenwood and brandon brandon what's going on this morning hey what's up buddy how you guys doing today doing well i love the show Uh, i just had a quick question about my fantasy lineup here I wanted to ask the experts. I am having a tough debate. Well, Jeff myself. Miller was on from 8 to 9, but you can ask us. We'll see if we can help oh, you. Sorry, sorry, bro. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'm, I'm having a tough debate with myself here. I, I don't know whether to go with Mike Williams or with uh, Waddle. They've both been having a hell of a, a, hell of a week, and uh, it's, this is a tough matchup for me, and this is really my only concern here. Waddle's been running, too, hasn't he? They've been handing the yeah, ball off got, to him. He's got his last two uh, touching attempts. He's, he's scored both times. Yeah. Uh, I might go that way. I might lean that way just because um, because he's got he has a dual threat, so. and they are against Carolina, which is fourth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, con- I'll confuse things until they take Williams. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. I'm not a fancy you know guy. What? I go and if, if you want to text Jeff Meller, yeah, at, because he he gets he answers texts like all the way up Tweet. to like 11:45. Uh, tweet, tweet him. Yeah. Or you can Unless listen to the podcast. Number. The podcast is yeah. up at um, ESPN 1000. You can go and listen to the uh, fantasy podcast. I'm sure someone he's else He's on Twitter, so yeah, yeah, he's the guy. He's really good. He answers questions throughout most of the morning until the uh, until it gets underway. Let's go to uh, LaGrange and Bob. You're on ESPN 1000. Bob, what's up? Yeah, who, who, I'd like to know who came up with that question. If Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers was hurt, they would get the starting job back. Any other city had a starting quarterback – he obviously come back. He come back after he get well. So who created this situation about he shouldn't play? All this crap about if he get hurt. No. So next year they come back and say, well, you really didn't prove anything, Fields. Well, let him finish it out. All this doubt. Andy Dalton got a $10 million. $10 million. He's going to be gone, right? Are you going to bring Andy Dalton back for another $10 million? I don't understand. I hope not. No, well, but, but, the, but, Bob, the conversation was that there are Bear fans out there, and, and I was with a bunch of them on Thanksgiving Day, who don't want him to get hurt. They think he's going to get killed. They think Nagy's damaging him football-wise, and they just want the new coach to, to have pretty much a blank slate. But I'm with you. I'm, I was the guy who wanted to see him first start the first game and go all the way through 17. Um, but, have, you know, there, there's, a, there's a segment of Bears fans now who are just frustrated with the whole thing and think it's the best for Justin F- Field to not to be on the field for the rest of the season. I have one other question. Yep. The Detroit Lions can't cover me. Come on, man. They got the worst <laughs> defense ever. Ooh, and the dogs look good. Ooh, we. They, they have no defense. They can't cover anybody. That's why they have zero wins. So what? he did a hell of a job against who? Detroit? Come on, man. Well, he threw well, but they still only scored one touchdown, Bob. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah I've, I've I've felt safe with him with him out there. He didn't he didn't get rattled, and I understand that they they didn't put much pressure on him. When did Fields get rattled? I mean, he against Cleveland, they had people. Nobody blocked anybody. They didn't have Max protected. Come on, he fumbled the ball. The guy hit your arm and knocked the ball out. If he weighs three hundred pounds, that's what strong guys do. 
any guy to get strip strip sick, Peanut Tillman knocked the ball out. Come on, man. You guys. Yeah. Bob, you can't. I appreciate the call, Bob. You can't fumble the ball nine times as no. a quarterback. No quarterback in the NFL does. And there are quarterbacks in the NFL that have had less protection than the Bears quarterbacks. And it's something he's got to learn how to do. He's got to learn how to hold on to the ball. What did, uh, back in the day, Troy Aikman, what, he had 14 interceptions as a rookie? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. I mean, and Brett Favre, certainly. Right. I mean, they all do. And Favre did. Favre yeah. did it. Even was get, he was getting good because he would yeah. challenge everybody. I love the way Fields plays. I want to see Fields in there. Absolutely. But I agree with you, Brian. There's a lot of people I know now that are saying, we don't want to put Fields back out there because he'll just get hurt again. Well, you can't, you know, if you wanted him out there in the first place, when he's healthy, he's got to go back out there to be your starter. And that's, Nagy says that's going to happen. So he said, but, and, but he says, a lot of things that end up not being exactly what he said. So, well, I mean, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I'm I, I was willing to see growing pains, and I knew the offensive line was going to be bad, but it's even worse now than it was at the start of the season, if yeah. that's possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, cracked ribs. I know. Do you really believe that he's going to be available next weekend? I don't. I, have I don't no, think I, so. I don't think he'll be ready. Um, and right. So I understand if he's got cracked ribs. He's got to be 100% before I put him back out there. Right. I mean, hey, look, and they say they're, they're microscopic fractures because the, was it the, the x-ray showed nothing and the CT, I think, showed nothing. Then they took an MRI and that showed. So I would, um, even if you're wearing a flak jacket. Right. Which you will. And they're not, com- and, and they're not completely healed. Yeah. I, why would you put him out there? Because he's one hit from really maybe having some damage. Yeah. You'd hate to get a punctured lung or something like that. Not that I'm a doctor and knows that that could happen, but. It sounds like it could, doesn't it? Uh, if you got cracked ribs, you think that could happen? Let's go to the South Side, Larry. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Larry? Uh, nothing much, but I want to actually make this uh, opinion. Now you can't. Uh, Nagy ain't no fool, right? He ain't not no fool. You see what happened in the last two games against Pittsburgh and, and uh, Baltimore, where the defense pretty much coughed it up at the end, and he played that sit down thing with uh, the kneel down. He wasn't gonna get that ball back to Detroit because I don't know. It seemed like the uh, what's the name the guy who gave up both those uh, like in Pittsburgh Vildor I think he gave up he yeah. basically put Pittsburgh in field goal range right then and there. he let they guy go thirty yards scot free and then he gave up the long pass in Baltimore he didn't know what his assignment was right so he benched him in this game right yeah. he benched him he didn't let him play I mean you can't basically they're five and five five and five team because uh, because of that right. Before this game starts, yeah, they could have been if they would have stopped. If they would have made those two stops, they're five and five, and they're still in a in a playoff race, which is right. which see, is shocking how close they are. And see, Nagy ain't no dumb, ain't no fool. He wasn't gonna play, let that happen again. So he gonna say, "Hey, we're gonna take this field goal. We're not gonna score no, score no touchdown. Let these guys get the ball back." Yeah, I. You know, you're right, Larry. You're right because as a coach, your only job is to win the game. Yeah, it's not to hit cover for all, all of us gamblers. So, well, and not only that. Okay, so and, and and the thing is, Brian, the guy that got tackled, I can't remember who it was that caught the pass, but he went down like you know inside the five or wherever it was. If he goes all the way in, he scores. That's fine. And then they have to, but he didn't score, so they had the opportunity to do what they did. And okay, but benching a guy and and the only tool, weapon, a, a threat the coach can actually execute is is playing time, right? Right. Okay, so you get credit for that. Matt Nagy was sold to every Bears fan and to George McCaskey as an up-and-coming offensive guru sure. who helped mold Patrick Mahomes and was going to do that with Mitch Trubisky. 
And, you know, well, let's go over the first year, coach of the year, executive of the year for Ryan Pace, and was basically on the 38 takeaways of the defense. And they brought it up on Thanksgiving Day again, right? Right. That the offense wasn't all that that year. And then certainly in the last three years, the numbers are at or near the bottom in every offensive category. 16 points. The fact that it came down to a final second field goal, whether the Bears have had more home wins at Detroit than Detroit yeah. does. Yeah. Um, it, 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 16 points doesn't get it done. If five, so 500s now the aspiration. Yeah. I mean, that's what they got into the playoffs and scored nine points last year in New Orleans, right? And the COVID created playoff spot. Sure. Sure. No, uh, five hundred should not be your goal or be held up as as progress or something to you know aspire to. You could hear Aikman and Buck trying to hold back their laughter when they put up yes. the, the screen that both teams were averaging sixteen points a game, yes. and you, you could hear them just like, you know, where are these guys playing? It certainly isn't the NFL in twenty twenty one because you can't do that. You've got to score more. And you play against an awful team in Detroit, and all you get is one touchdown. And, you know, they did last not year, last year, you Last year, you and I would look at, at, look at uh, when we were trying to figure out bets. Yeah. Every week, we'd look at Bears total, right. over, under. Always. And it was 17 points, 16 and a half points. I yeah. think there might have been 120. I think it was a 23 the- once, and we just laughed. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just, and again, the, the league average is about 27, 28 last year, and right. probably even higher this year. Yeah. And they're struggling to get 16 against the worst team in the NFL. And now they get to play Arizona, who also, who has a bye and actually has more of a rest than the Bears do because they didn't play, they don't play this week at all as they're on their bye week. And then they come into uh, Soldier Field coming up next Sunday. 312 332 We'll get back to your calls in a second. Hanley and Hubner on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Brian, our our guy Jim Lexa got to us on uh, Twitter and said, hey, if the Bears were a contender this year, then Andy Dalton should have been starting all year. But to me, the key is get Fields as ready as possible, as quickly as possible to be the starter. Keep him as a starter when he's healthy again. And I know that's the way a lot of people feel. Yeah, I yeah. feel that way. Yeah. I think I think you feel that yeah, way. I um, do. And make, you know, get get the most you can get out of the remainder of this season. And, you know, I think Justin Fields feels that way. I hope so. If he doesn't, then there's been a real change in his confidence and psyche, too, because yeah. of what he's gone through. Yeah, no, I think he wants to get out there as soon as he can. I mean, as soon as he's healthy, I'm sure he's going to be you know, trying to get out there uh, as soon as he can. Uh, they got some tough opponents coming up. I mean, you've oh, yes. got, yeah, you've got Arizona, you got Minnesota a couple times. You get the Packers again on a Sunday night. Um, you still got Seattle. You got the Giants. That could be a victory. So, um, yeah, so you still have some very tough games, some tough teams, teams battling for playoffs. And uh, you know what? I was never a big fan of teams trying to be the spoiler, but you can do that against Minnesota. You got them twice, uh, including the last game of the season. So um, I'd I'd be happy to see Fields come back. And, uh, you know, I love watching Darnell Mooney. They finally found Demir Bird with four catches. They're throwing more to Cole Komet if he could just. Hey, how about that? I mean, 11 targets and catches at eight times for 65 yards. Interesting what he said middle of the week, too, when the whole soap opera was going on. Uh huh. He said. He didn't know what to believe because there have been things that were that did happen in the building or were said in, in the locker room or whatever, that got out. He said, 
And I know they were true because I was there for them. He goes, so when I, you know, they get out on social media or whether Rappaport or someone's reporting it, he said, so that, you know, they were, he, he made it sound like there were guys in the locker room before George McCaskey came down and told him no one's getting fired right. or Nagy wasn't that they had to be wondering because he said, we've had stuff happen in here or said in here. And I say, you know, the reports are out there and you're like, Oh, that's interesting. How'd that leak? Yeah. Because it did happen. Sure. Yeah. It's interesting. I thought I heard that some guy players actually went up to Nagy and said, you know, it's been nice playing for you. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's already sincere. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's already Sunday, so I don't think he's going to get fired before, the, you know. If well, you're, no, you, you're it, not going to fire him after a win. No, I mean, no, probably not. Well, they did get rid of Lovey after a 10 and 6 record, but, and, you yeah. know, and, and I was all for it at the time, but the more you look back at it, you go, well, maybe. Uh, let's go downtown to Dean. You're on ESPN 1000 with Hanley and Hubner. What's up? Hey, good morning, Freddie and Brian. How are you guys? Always good to listen to your show. Um, that previous caller, you know, if this and if that, you know, I mean, if this was a fifth, this guy could open his own bar, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, a lot of times in sports, it's all about a lot of ifs, but, you know, I understand. I mean, I learned the hard way yesterday. I had a four-team parlay, and guess who let me oh. down? I, I, I escaped with Iowa and Texas, both close games. Iowa came out, you know, by the skin of their teeth. And then I had Purdue, which took care of business, and then Ohio State let me down. That's just the way it goes. You know, the, wow. the biggest favorite in my parlay is the one that let me down. So, yeah, figure. it happens. It's what happens, That's, Dean. Yeah, my, my rule of thumb is no more than two-team parlays. Yeah, Dean, a, appreciate the call. And I knew you were going to say that, so I yeah. wanted to let you know that I had a four-team soccer parlay today. Ooh. Now, in soccer, it's even worse because you can not only can your team lose, but you could also tie. So there's another you don't get credit for that. No. Yeah. So I picked Brentford over Everton, Leicester City over Watford, Man City over West Ham, and Tottenham over Burnley. And I'm looking here, Brentford wins, Leicester City wins, Manchester City wins. So I got three wins. The fourth one, Tottenham and Burnley postponed to a later date. So I have no is, idea. is it just no bet? I mean, I don't they know. just refund? I, well, I hope they sh- it would be nice if they paid me for, you know. Three? Part of it, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Be, yeah. yeah, I'll see exactly what they do, or maybe they're going to make me wait until this game is played. But I mean, they can't really do that because there are different injuries. There's different. Like if you took that into account, right? Yeah. So I think they either bang the bet. I can't imagine they're going to pay you on three. But yeah, I know. I'll wait and I'm, see. I'm guessing they'll refund the money. I won't in. say. I won't say who it's through until I figure out what if what I get. Then then you'll love them. If they're if they're nice to me, then I'll let you. Yeah. Know, I'll say who it was. Right. <laughs> three one two. I was just shocked that I won three of them because usually, like you said, and I only did this because it was the first thing I got up. I said, "Listen, these games are all early. I mean, they're they're soccer games. They're two hour games. They're over already. So they started at eight something. I guess or a little bit earlier than that. So I got up first thing. I got up. I looked at it and like an idiot. I'm sitting there and making a bet on. Four soccer games. Well, let me I'm not ask you. Be able to watch. Yeah. So the, our caller got uh, burned by Ohio State, right? Yeah. And then you had uh, he had Todd, Iowa Purdue. No, Todd come out say uh, Ohio State should be put in the playoffs over Cincinnati because Ohio State's a better football team. Um, if Alabama had lost yesterday, would would they would they would people still be saying they got to be in the playoff? Most a lot of people would, I'm sure. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Uh, but I, I'm not the biggest college football guy. But you know, you go. What was it? Four overtimes to beat Auburn yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that that line was like 20 points. I yeah. think. 
Yeah. And I mean, and and took a miracle catch and pass in the final seconds to tie that game. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. And it, all, all, all Auburn has to do is make sure you don't get in the end zone. Right. Sure. I mean, just, sure. Yeah. Oh well. Let's go to uh, Old Town and George. George, what's going on today? Well, you know what? Generally, if you got bruised ribs, minimum is three weeks. So, I mean, health first. Sit him down. He has to come back in week four. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a matter of just taking care of your asset. But in general, the Bears have to just play a balls to the wall. I want to see them take chances on defense. They go into these prevent defenses when they're up at the end of games. They should be blitzing. They should be trying to become unpredictable. Their best players are out. Uh, you know, Hakeem Hicks. You know, Khalil Mack, my God, take some chances, mix it up, for God's sakes. Yeah, it's weird because they do play to try to play safe. And uh, you're, you're right, late in games, they've seen it. We've, they've seen them lose when they've taken leads late in games against both Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and they couldn't, you know, they tried to do that, and you saw what happened. And I was impressed, I don't know about you, George, I was impressed that they made the move to Sid Vildor. I thought they'd just keep running them out there. Yeah, I'm super impressed with that. I mean, look, I mean, could they go on a run? Probably unlikely, but try to do it. I mean, I'd love to see them start out with winning against, uh, you know, uh, Arizona. I mean, but they're going to have to, like, well, like, look, look, look what Kansas City did against Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers was out. They blitzed on every play. That's Kansas City. But, I mean, you've got to mix it up. You've got to become unpredictable. They're too predictable. Yeah, they're probably the most predictable team in the NFL, George. Appreciate the call. How do, you, how do you evaluate Sean Desai's job this year, given injuries and given the roster that, you know, that again, defense was oversold last year, oversold coming into the season. Then you have the injuries to the some of the, the stalwarts or the key guys on that defense. Yeah, I think about it now. Roquan's now now. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Sean Desai, you know, it sounded like the players were all on board, want to play for the guy. Did he decide to bench Kildor? Did that come from Nagy? Uh, was, did they collaborate on the decision? Um, but it's hard because the defense certainly hasn't been nearly good enough. I no. mean, if, we, if you knew the offense was coming into the season with really no offensive line and you didn't know what you know what weapons you had and didn't know Justin Fields was actually going to see the field, right? Um, the defense was supposed to be able to hold its own, if not be elite, and it certainly hasn't done either. No, it definitely hasn't. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We come back in case you missed it. There was so much that happened at Hallis Hall last week, or didn't happen at Hallis Hall last week, from Matt Nagy being told he was going to be fired to. Uh, George McCaskey making the decision earlier this year to put Fields in a quarterback. Matt Nagy talked about all of those on Friday after the game, after the win on Thursday. Once they got back home to Chicago, he talked to the media. We'll play the part where he talked about everything that popped up and tried to explain it all. We'll do that when we come back right here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. So the Bears are off today, along with the other five teams that played on Thanksgiving. We'll take a look at some of the uh, games today, some uh, betting nuggets, some uh, some things for the games. There's a couple of good games. Actually, I'm, I can't wait for the late games. Rams, Packers, Rams are all just talking about how, how hurt Matthew Stafford is. Yeah. And, and then you've got uh, Rodgers with a toe. I'm not sure what kind of game to expect. When the Rams and Packers meet up at Lambeau later on today, the Vikings take yeah, so on the 49ers. 
broken toe, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. And, you know, if it's a, you know, though, though that's difficult. He moves around the pocket enough, and against that Rams defense, you would think you'd have to. Uh, and just stepping into your throws, too. Yeah, yeah. And what I've got, I got uh, Green Bay as a, let me see here, I want to say a two-point favorite uh, in that game. Uh, two and a half, according to points bet. And then uh, the Vikings are a three and a half point favorite. I'm sorry, three and a half point dog against the Niners. That's a surprising number to me. I don't know. I'm a Niner guy, but the Niners have struggled a lot this year. Uh, well, they're five I mean, and five. The Vikings, I mean, how many big leads have they blown and how many games have come down to either the last possession or overtime? And yeah. They ended up in the loss column for them, right? Yeah. Um, I, I I thought last week they mentally might have been done, but somehow they're still competing. Yeah, they are. And then the, the, there's so many tough teams to think about. I mean, the Chargers are a hard team to figure out. The Buffalo Bills are a hard team to figure out. Um, you know, they decided to come play on Thanksgiving, and they you know made it made it for an easy game. But uh, yeah, interesting games. We'll take a look at some of those. Uh, but first, Matt Nagy actually talked because. You know, I think it was easier for him to talk after the victory with all the things that happened last week, starting from the Monday morning hearing that uh, um, there was a possibility that he had been told already that he was going to be fired. Uh, Friday after the Bears got the win and he got back to Hallis Hall, he talked about all the things that happened uh, during the week, or at least allegedly happened. The report that was out there right about, uh, uh, there was a report out there that, that George made the decision to start uh, to start Justin, that couldn't, you know, there's been some false stuff going on. That that couldn't be further from the truth. Furthest from the truth, you know what I mean? So like that goes kind of that question. When you have a plan and you know what the plan is, and you go with it. And here we are, where Andy got hurt, Justin comes in, Justin's the starter. Justin gets hurt. When Justin's back to being healthy, he's back in. And when you have that plan, you stick to it, and and you don't look back. And so, I just think that, uh, you know, um, I think we can all. And this is kind of what we've talked about with our with our team and with our coaches is, yeah, the last 72 hours was kind of crazy, right? And I think we've all learned. Um, I know I know we all inside this building have learned that um, things can be said and are said and and can be a little bit blown out of proportion. Uh, the the abrupt meeting that was canceled. Um, it, that that's a again that's another one that's. You know, just just to be extremely clear on that, and, and this probably will help you all out when I tell you. So, when you have a short week or a Thanksgiving week, you morph a Thursday and Friday together as a practice, and they were all walkthrough practices. So, what happens is, is the the part of on Fridays you don't have post practice meetings. There's none. Well, that was a Friday practice for us on that Tuesday. That's a Friday practice. So. On the schedule, it had post-practice meetings, which was an error. It was not supposed to be on the schedule. So just so you guys understand the big picture, before I talked to the team, I made it in a joking way, made it let them know, hey, you guys know today's a Friday practice. There's no Friday pra- There's no post-practice meetings on a Friday. And also, don't forget to pack your travel bags. And then I talked to the team. So the abrupt meeting that was canceled because I'm getting fired is is to a point of like you 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 can't make that i mean it's it's almost comical you can't make that up so i think like i just think that th- there's three things now is this going to stop no it's probably going to continue there's still going to be rumors that happen but as long as we understand as players and coaches and everyone in this building what's real and what the truth is 
then, then we're okay. And I think we just showed that yesterday. You know what I mean? So I just want to make that nice and clear before we start. I think it's important you all understand that because, you know, I'll help you with that. I'll help you with it. Very condescending at the very end. He'll help you. He'll help you. And he, he said you can't make it up. Apparently we can. If it, if, if it didn't happen, apparently it, we can make it up. Um, well, and, and it you know, up. so George did, no one came out publicly to refute it other than Matt Nagy. Right. Uh, or the report leaked that George addressed the team. I, I tweeted out that would normally be the role in my world of the general manager addressing sure the team sure. to say there's nothing here. Now, does that mean that Ryan Pace isn't making those decisions, has no authority to, to fire Nagy or knows that their fate is pretty much sealed? That has, has George basically told you know Ryan Pace and Matt that the future doesn't really involve them? Because there is no reason for the owner to go down and, and talk to the team about that report. That should have been the guy immediately above right. Matt Nagy. Sure. You're right. That should have been. And, and apparently it wasn't. So... I don't know the whole the whole thing, and there was a lot going on, a lot of talk, a lot of chatter. I know sports radio is perfect for that. This is like fodder. For, I mean, it's like this is this is perfect. Everyone wants to know we're going to take this. Here's what we got. Here's a report we've got. And go with it and stuff like that. Um, I'm one of the weird guys. I like to wait till something happens. I, there's nothing I hate more than the speculation of this possibly being true that this may have or may not have happened. Um, it was so difficult last week for me to deal with and listen to all that stuff because you, uh, yeah, you know it's so bears. It's yeah. so oh, it know, is. The fact that the fact that that was handled the way it was handled. Like yeah. again, Chris Tabor was brought to the media. They know the reports out there. Yeah, and so the the normal media session isn't with Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace. Again, you know Ryan Pace, MIA. It's got to be here's a position coach who's got to be the take the first you know barrage of questions about the head coach. And sing his praises and, and loyalty, and that, you know, that how does that even happen? How do you put that guy in that position? Right. Yeah. There's no reason for him to have to be out there. It would have been so, like you said, it would have been the right way to do it to have Ryan Pace out there, or if Pace and you know McCaskey, whatever you want to do, but at least one of those two, not not a special teams coach, out there to talk to people. And, um, and look, uh, look, I, I, I've covered teams, uh, and the Bulls used to do this under John Paxson in particular. They didn't want to respond to every report out there, sure. right? Especially so as, yeah. as social media has evolved and, and become as large as it is. But because of the state of this team and because of the record, and all you don't have to respond to all of them. But Mark Conkle, you know, used to be at Sun Times and right. now, you know, Patch. Um, Pulitzer Prize winner. It, it, sports not necessarily his his uh, day in day out subject matter, but you, you again you did Matt Nagy no favors. You did a disservice to him to let him twist the way that played out for forty eight hours, thirty six hours. Where yeah, you know where George finally did go down because the players uh, portion or, or maybe many of the players believed it to be true. Yeah, I I was going to ask you this, and you brought it up. Um, I heard Mark Conkle when he was on with, on Cap and Jay Hood the other day, and they read his report. He said a, a source that he believes in said all this. Okay, that's fine. And that, but when they had him on, he was only going by what the source had told him. He knew no more than what that source had told him that he believed, you know, explicitly in. Um, how do you go about doing something like that? If you had a source, one guy that you completely believed in, do you go with one thing like that? And do the story? 
or do you I, I, wait? The, you know, it's the old city news bureau uh, adage. Uh, they actually had to think a sign up in the in the office. If your mother says she loves you, check it out. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and it used to be you had to have at least two sources, if not more. Yeah. Um. So someone could tell you something. Okay. Now you work off that, and you start checking with other people who you would think would be in the loop right. or in the know, and say you know background off the record. But I unfortunately, Fred, I think those days are gone because now it's like, who can get it on Twitter first? Um, well, you, you, know, hate to, it, you hate to have a story like that and miss it and right. say all of a sudden it comes out and you go, damn, I had that. And it's all about clicks, yeah. right? It's all about monetizing your digital news and all that. Yeah. And you see it. I mean, uh, you, sure. you have four or five guys on a beat and within five minutes, they've all tweeted out basically the same thing, whether it's a coach firing or or an injury or whatever. And who had a you know, first by 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, there's some weird, you get some weird credit for that. Right. I got it. I got to tell you, I, re, I, I really, I mean, I, I, you follow all of them. I follow them all on Twitter, but for news during the week, I'm shocked that they each put down every time there's a score in a bears game. I know. We don't like, need to see like we're not watching that. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, if you, if you have something to add to that, but there's no need for us to, for I'm, you to tweet I'm, out, I'm you know, with you. Mooney, a two-yard touchdown catch. Yeah. We're yeah. watching. I, oh, the, I thought it was one and a half. Is yeah. it two? Okay, it's two. I mean, yeah. Injuries are fine. If someone gets an injury, this guy's down with an injury. That's fine. We may not see it. But I don't know. It's I weird. mean, because the cracked ribs were, that, yes. that came out right yeah. in the middle of the week. It right? did. It was just, he, he's got ribs. I think Nagy said he's got ribs. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a Wani thing. Ah, yeah. It's ribs. Ah. It's ribs. Yeah. I love, by the way, and I said it yesterday, I love Wani on the post game uh, that he did with Cap. And uh, he was in, Crutch wasn't there on Thanksgiving Day, but it was Alex Brown and Lance Briggs and Wanstead. Wani's great in breaking stuff down. Oh, he's, he's terrific. He, yeah. he just, he get, and you know what? I mean, he's a terrific guy. And Matt Nagy, the stuff that went on with his kid this week is just inexcusable. Yeah, you know, at a high sure school is. game, you're chanting, you know, the, his son's playing and he's got to listen to that. And, and you know, and I know the school apologized for, for it, um, but I always said Matt Nagy is a very decent guy. I would love him to be sure. my next door neighbor, sure. right? I mean, he's not a mean spirited guy. Not at all. I, he's just in over his head. I'm sorry. The numbers are, and the length of years that he's had here, he's had plenty of chance to to show and a second quarterback to do it, a third or fourth, whatever we're on, and it's just not getting any better. And I'm sorry, it just it's got to be better than that. It doesn't make him a bad guy or a bad person or necessarily uh, a not uh, a very intelligent guy. But when it comes to football, I think I got to do better than that. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, a bunch of games being played today. We come back, we'll take a look at some of the uh, betting nuggets. If there's a couple games that you really like this week, let us know. We could always use to make a little couple extra dollars here and there. 312-332-3776. We'll get into Bulls next hour and a little bit of baseball because there's going to be a lot of signings in the next couple of days because there could be a lockout as of Wednesday. We'll discuss that when we come back. Hanley and Hubner on ESPN 1000.